Today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Hard to believe it was a year ago this week that uh, uh, Fort McMurray was uh, sent running when uh, wildfires uh, invaded their town, forcing an evacuation of residents. Uh, let's, uh, we're going to talk to a, a various different people here. Let's hear a couple of clips first. These are from residents uh, talking about uh, what life is like uh, the day after, or the year after, rather. Here's a clip from Shane. It wasn't much, just a little 932 square foot home. I had my garage, but it was a little place, our first home, and it was where we started our family. And uh, another resident talking about uh, the year after. Every time I go there, it does trigger something that it's like it tells me, you know, part of you is still here. Uh, this is Ibisam also commenting on the year after. It's like something, it's like grave for me now. I can't go back there. I, it's very hard for me and for the kids as well. You know, and you can totally understand that. I mean, we remember what the footage was like of... Uh, people fleeing this area and you know fire on both sides of the road and and embers coming down on on the road and such uh you can understand how some people just maybe didn't want to go back uh let's brad uh, bring in brad whisker he's a reporter on the ground for 630 chad in edmonton alberta and uh was up there this weekend is is on the line with us now hello brad how are you today not too bad, Scott. How are you? Good. Thank you for taking the time to join us. We greatly appreciate this. So you were up this weekend, I understand. What's it like now? What's life like there now? Well, you can uh, notice a big difference, actually, as soon as you drive in, because we all remember that image of the Super 8 motel burning down, and that was kind of synonymous with the fire. And as soon as I drove into um, Fort McMurray, you could see the reconstruction of that building. So I'm sure that is a positive reminder for people as they drive in. But you, when you drive through the city, you also see a lot of those burn marks left on the trees, and now you're starting to see the rebuilding of homes. So there's reminders wherever you go around that city. The rebuild seems to be going well. A lot of people are frustrated, though, because insurance companies are giving them a hard time, and it, it is still a tough time up there, and uh, it's going to take a while before it's uh, back to normal or at least gaining some sense of normalcy. Uh, what about population size, this sort of thing? We've heard some uh, anecdotal evidence that some just never came back. Many of those stories up there? Yeah, some people haven't come back, and I think, you know, a lot of people won't go back. Their home was lost, their jobs had to be moved to another city, or they just quit and look for, for work elsewhere. Um, as far as a, a standing number, I, I can't really speak to that, but this was a city that had 80,000 people in it. So we'll see probably in a couple of years just how much this affected the people that lived in Fort Mac. Uh, talk about the people themselves. Uh, has it scarred them? Or are you seeing more signs of resilience and they're, you know, they're just going to rebuild and you move on sort of thing? Uh, you know, or, or, or those images, you can imagine what it must have been like to evacuate and go through all of that. Uh, has it left some images with people that, that you know, they're, they're traumatized by this? Absolutely. While I was up there on the weekend, I spoke with a, a doctor, and he told me that the clinic he works for has seen a 25% increase in patient intake since the fire, since coming back from the fire, I should say. He said a lot of people are coming in, understandably so, with issues like anxiety, depression, sleep deprivation. And then there's those other people who kind of went through that honeymoon period, the first six months after going back home. And, you know, the community was rallying, and it was very strong, and we will get through this, we will re build but now that the process is still ongoing some people the doctor told me 
are starting to suffer from that because they were hoping this to be a lot quicker than it's going. So they now are coming in to see him and, and asking for help. And that's the case at many clinics throughout the city, he told me. And there are support groups set up. There's seven across the city, and he says they're full all the time. Uh, talk a little bit about the health about the health of the city. Are there people suffering any sort of illnesses other than uh, mental health issues, which you know are obvious, I guess, uh, with some sort of with a traumatic experience like they've experienced up there? But what about other health issues? We heard lots about contamination, this sort of thing, uh, when the fire was being put out. Yeah, the contamination side of things hasn't really been brought up since the fire. I was talking to the doctor about that, and he didn't really have much to to say uh, on that topic. Um, people obviously are still struggling um, with um, with their breathing. Some of them, you know, their lungs were impacted by driving through and being stuck in the city during that lengthy evacuation process. But it, it seems to be the mental health component that is really affecting the city. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.